Hey, it's Misty and Liz. We're two women who don't know shit about literature, but we love to hang out and talk about the books we've read. And everything else on our minds. So get cozy, grab a drink, and let's get started. Hello. Hello. I feel like we have not recorded anything since January. Uh, we haven't. Oh, well, <laughs> it feels like it. It suits the mood. We You've are... been so busy. What have you been doing? Cheer mom stuff. Okay, sounds mm-hmm. fun. Going to Atlanta and Dallas this weekend. Y'all are just jet set. We Bringing are... cheer and joy to the world. <sighs> we're hemorrhaging money is what we're doing. <laughs> well, thank God we have this podcast to make it all back. That's right. That's right. It's very lucrative and I... Definitely appreciate that. So, yes. Shout out to Ruby Rad from Louisiana Cheer Force. They're cheer sport champions for 2022 and silver medalists from NCA. I am also a cheer mom, and I don't know what you just said. Well, they did great. (laughs) They did do really good. Have you had time to read while you're at these things? I did. A little bit. More like on the plane. After that, it's it's literally just running around. Yeah. And walking 12 miles a day. We did. And we drank a lot. (laughs) well you probably had to drink more because you were moving a lot so you were drinking but you weren't actually getting drunk we weren't it was sometimes it was really kind of hard to catch a buzz i tell you what though both times i got really 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 dehydrated especially in atlanta like no lie like i think i peed one time Uh, both days my lips were super chapped i came home without a voice your eyes were dry yes everything was just i was just so dehydrated but this last time I didn't drink as much, Mm. but I did drink more water and learned my lesson. Well, it's Mardi Gras here in Louisiana, and we're recording this on a Sunday. So I am fresh off of Mardi Gras celebrating yesterday. I thought I'd be more hungover, Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm actually doing pretty good right now. That's good. It's funny. You know, 16 hours of drinking, you'd think. You would think. I'd be tired right now. I'd be tired after six hours of drinking. I know. It's an all day. It's like a marathon. A drinking marathon. I can't tell you the last time that I did anything Mardi Gras related other than eat king cake. Well, I mean, Baton Rouge Mardi Gras is not New Orleans Mardi Gras. It's more like, how would you, it's not. It's It's the weekend. Yeah. The kids are out of school and stuff Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. But we we don't have parades rolling through the streets Monday, Tuesday. It's just kind of a holiday. It's kind of like downtime. A lot of people go skiing. Oh, a lot of people go to Disney for Mardi Gras. So I think Mardi Gras, you go to, there's three D's. Destin, Disney, Deer Valley. That's what I always say. Because <laughs> if you're, you're either, you're at the beach, Disney World, or you're skiing. That If you live in Louisiana and it's Mardi Gras, that is what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I've seen so many people parade after parade after parade. And I don't know. I think I'm just... I just don't like people enough to where I just don't want to hang out with them like that. Oh, I do not like going to parades unless I'm drinking. I, I cannot handle parades sober because I don't like people touching me. No, I don't like Whenever that. I have a couple drinks, I'm a little bit like, oh, it's okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I like riding in the parade, and that's what we've been doing for the past few years, which is why I like Mardi Gras again. I just, I don't know, something about finding parking and a bathroom and... Oh, I've always said I I can pee anywhere because I've peed in a porta potty on Bourbon Street during Mardi Gras. I've done that too, and it is terrifying. Oh, it's terrible. But you go to Mardi Gras balls and stuff like that, and I don't oh, know. Because yeah, I like never... I like prom. Yeah. So it's kind of like adult prom. I've been to one Mardi Gras. God, I can't even talk. Mardi Gras ball, and I think that was no, I like nineteen ninety eight. 
Oh my god, was that red dress? Yes, that that was a very pretty dress. It was a very pretty dress. That was (laughs) that was the only Mardi Gras ball I've ever been to. I've been invited to some, but. I've never been. Y'all should go. Next year, we should find a ball to go to. And I would go. Like, I think it, I think a ball would be fun. You wanted to go this year, but you didn't because your husband was going to be out of town that weekend. Yes. So you didn't go. Because that's kind of, like, you need a date. It's yeah, like, you I don't go to prom by yourself. Right. Well, now, there's, like, girl group proms. There is. But, like, I don't know. I don't want to go to a ball without him. We went to a Mardi Gras ball. We were friends with the queen, which is why we went to the ball. We walked in, and we saw her, and she's like, Hey, we're going to do this jousting event. Jamie, you're going to be a jouster. And Jamie was like, what the fuck? Because he doesn't, we've never been to this ball. We don't know these people. Like, we don't know yeah. what this ball is all about. But it was a Game of Thrones themed ball. So they did the presentation. I think they call it the tableau where they present the king and queen. And they have like this big fancy like headpieces yeah, or yeah, like dressing. And in between the king and queen and like the old king and queen and the court and everything, they did a jousting event where they had some big hoops hooked up to some ropes and they gave them like pool noodles, but it had like a sword handle and they gave them the little horses that you put between your legs and ride whenever you're like a three-year-old. Oh my God. <laughs> and they had to gallop down the thing and they had to get the hoops on their pool noodle jousting sword. And so Jamie did not, let me be clear, did not want to participate in this. But once I he got gambling once he got up there, he was like, I'm gonna win this motherfucker. And he did. <laughs> He's like one extreme to the other. There's no like, I'm just gonna get up here and be crazy. Just do my no, best. He got up there and he was like pushing people out of the way. Oh my God. Now that Mardi Gras ball was different. Not a bad different, but just different in that it was like book centered. I've never seen that. Well, you know, our Spanish town parade was game Spanish penis centered. Yeah, Spanish town is very raunchy and trashy. So one year it was Game of Thongs. It was based on oh Game of God. Thrones. This year their Mardi Gras ball was Game of Crowns based on Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. And like next year it'll be something I don't I don't know. I don't know what else it is, but that's just their theme for the year. Yeah. It just happened to be book centered. And my Mardi Gras float was parked outside of the Louisiana library and I took a picture in front of the book depository. Oh. In my really slutty costume. I'm not sure if I'm going to post that. It's kind of slutty. I look, it was very dominatrix. I was supposed to be a flamingo and I took a hard turn towards dominatrix somehow. It's it, you had like a harness on. I did. But I decorated it with my daughter's jewels for her dance competition. Okay. <laughs> and then I also did her cheer pony on my hair. You did. I saw that a nice good cheer pony. pony up there. <laughs> Yeah. So none of of this would have been possible without my seven-year-old daughter. All right. So another shout out to cheer. And dance. Okay. Speaking of libraries. Oh, okay. (laughs) Nice little segue into libraries. I have some little, some book news. Taylor Jenkins Reid, who we all know and love, Mm -hmm. she just announced that she has a new book coming out this year called Carrie Soto is Back, and it's based on a character that's mentioned in Malibu Rising, Okay, which we never read, but from what I saw on Instagram, everyone was like excited. Didn't we win a copy of that? We did. We just haven't gotten around to reading it yet. Our book stack is very high. Also, Colleen Hoover announced that her next book called It Starts With Us is coming out October 2022. A okay. girl just had a book come out, Reminders of Him, just yeah. came out in January. But isn't, isn't there a book that's similar to that? That's it named? ends with us. Oh, my God. Okay. She's got a lot of, like, this book goes with this book. Yeah. She does have some standalones. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of her books 
can also be standalones, but there's like, it's better if you read it in this order. There was an Instagram post about this a couple days ago about here's how you should read her books. Oh, wow. They have directions. They, yeah. It's kind of like how you should watch Marvel movies. Which I have not done. But you know how it's like they have the Avengers movies yeah. and they've got like the like Captain Star America. Wars. Because yeah. you have like. Yeah, but Star Wars is stupid. Because don't you go like four, five, six, one, two, three, twelve, fifteen, nineteen. Star Wars is not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Our episode comes out March 1st. Mm-hmm. So I have some March 2022 releases that I thought looked good. They have The Book of Cold Cases by Simone St. James. Ooh. I, I know, right? It's by the author of The Sundown Motel, which I've never heard of that, but it's, they said it like, we should know that book. So, But it's about a true crime blogger who gets more than she bargained for while interviewing the woman acquitted of two cold case slayings. Okay, yeah, we're putting this on our list. That sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah. RC Next Tuesday friends would probably like that too. And then there's The Match by Harlan Coben, which I don't know what that is, but he's got like 18 series on Netflix. Seriouses? Seriouses? What's the plural of series? Series. Series is already plural. Yeah. Well, he's got 18 series. Oh, okay. Okay, there's Tell Me an Ending by Joe Harkin. They said that it was Never Let Me Go meets Black Mirror. And that's like literally all I need to know. Mm. He had me at Black Mirror. Had me at Never Let Me Go because that's one of those like Ishiguro books. Mm -hmm. And then Black Mirror is like so fucked up. Yeah. And his, uh. his books are very like... Kind of eerie, leave you feeling a little cold too. Oh, so, like a, yeah, a tech company deletes unwanted memories. Which Ooh, I, I kind of, yeah, kind they can just dystopian kind of. Yeah, feeling. yeah. It kind of reminded me of a recursion, almost, almost a little bit. And also, shout out to you and Jameer for your recursion episode. Oh my I God, listened it to so it. Hard. And Jameer, if you're listening, you did a great job. You're a great co-host. I'm going to go ahead and just sell him out on this. Oh, no. We had to re-record the opening <laughs> chit-chat because he was so nervous. I was like, hey, did you like the book? Yes. <laughs> what you like? What did you like about it? The words. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like texting my 13-year-old. So after we got done, you know, you kind of loosen up as you go. Right, right. After we got done, I was like, hey, you want to give that uh, beginning part, like, another shot? Yeah, not your little... And but didn't, like, he have, yes. didn't he have to, like, do shots before? <laughs> he did do a shot before. Like fireball know. or something? He was like, I don't know why he was so nervous. It's not like there's people here. And also, we can edit. Right, right. So this there's, isn't live. There's not a live audience besides <laughs> the dog. He was right. there. Chance, right. He was, he was on the bed. <laughs> okay, another book coming out is Gallant. Do you remember Goofus and Gallant? I sure do from Highlights. And I always said Gallant. So I always, I have trouble with that word. G-A-L-A-N-T? But this is G-A-L-L-A-N-T. Gallant? Like, look, I'm a Tabishi Gallant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, anyway, V.E. Schwab is coming out with that book. That's the author of The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Mm-hmm. This one says, a dark and original tale. I'm glad it's original. <laughs> About the place where the world meets its shadow and the young woman beckoned by both sides. It said Secret Garden meets Crimson Peak. Perfect for readers of Holly Black and Neil Gaiman. I do like Secret Garden. I don't know what the other one is. I haven't heard of that. I don't either. But Neil Gaiman's like super popular. I read something about an ocean recently that he had written and it was really cool. It had like some magical elements to it. So I was like oh, into no. it. And you and pointy ears. <sighs> All right, and the last one of note for March 2022 releases is Burning Questions by Margaret Atwood. It's a collection of <gasps> essays. Margaret! 
Margaret Atwood. Okay, so. Oh, love her. She wrote Handmaid's Tale. Mm, yeah. A lot of times I'll find out what the authors we're doing, what are their, some of their favorite books are. Mm-hmm. And Handmaid's Tale comes up a lot. Margaret Atwood comes up a lot. So maybe I just don't get it. So maybe yeah. I need to give her other books, like read something else of hers. I think it's, I don't think you, not getting it is the, I don't think that's what it is. You're a smart person. I don't think that's it. I think it's maybe, I can say that there have been times where I've started a book and hated it and it all had to do with the time of my life and like what was going on at the time. Yeah, like where you were. Right. Like Verity, I can't stand that book right now, but I promise you if I give it some time and read it again, Mm. I might actually like it. I read that book last week. Listened to it last week. What do you think? I was thinking, this is actually your idea. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a Colleen Hoover extraordinaire at some point. Yes. And we will talk about it then. Oh, look, the finger. Yeah, so Handmaid's Tale is also one of those ones that was very talked up by the mm-hmm. time I got to it. And a lot of times if something's super talked up, it doesn't live up to the hype. Oh, yeah. So maybe I was expecting more or expecting something different from Handmaid's Tale. Right. And it was very depressing. And that just... I'm not super into the depressing shit. Um, and I think I like it because you obviously it. I watched it. Well, oh, you yeah. know, people that watch it seem to like it more. And mm-hmm. I, I, which is so weird because you always like the book more than you like the movie or the series. Like I cannot stand watching a series after I've read the book or listened to the podcast. Hello, dear John hated the series that they had. I don't know because it, it, most of the time a book doesn't translate as well into a show mm-hmm. so maybe they just added more and this was right. a very dry book well the things you've told me about it don't match up to the actual series and i think maybe they just used it as like a foundation and just kind of built off of it maybe so but i loved the show and you haven't seen it i haven't seen it i need to get hulu i can give me my sign in okay i'll get your sign in because i also apparently need to watch pin 15 what is that? Uh, well, my friend Brittany keeps telling me about it. She said, so you know whenever you're in school and you're like, do you have a pin 15? No. It's like a penis because it's like pin 15. looks like a pin IS. Anyway, so it's just like stupid. Like on the calculator? <laughs> it's just like, I think she said it was kind of like a throwback to like when you're in like junior high. Like she said that she's forgotten about so many things like making mixtapes and you know, oh, it's God, kind of like, that? it's yeah. just like kind of, uh-huh. when's the last time you made a mixtape? I've made so many mixtapes, especially mixed CDs. I think burning CDs was more mm-hmm. like my mixtape though. I do remember trying to make mixtapes like you mm-hmm. when I was little, I would, I would wait forever for that one song to come oh, on the radio song. and then you'd run over and you press play, play and record. You, and they had like the top eight at eight. So you'd like wait for the next one yeah and you didn't want commercials on no. your mixtape no then you'd hit record mm-hmm. oh, yeah did you also um write the lyrics down yes and i also whenever i would get a tape or a cd i would lay in front of my cd player and sing along while i read the lyrics that whenever i was in the car with my friends i would be super cool because i knew the words to the song Right, but remember, like, on the radio, like, if you didn't have a tape, if you didn't have the lyrics there, I remember going through and, like, this is, like, a big thing people did, and I thought I was so weird for it, but I would write down the lyrics, like, okay, a line, play, stop, write, play, stop, write. So you, like, transcribed it. You transcribed it like a court reporter. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I would do till you know, Green Day. Time grabs you by the wrist, stop. Right. (laughs) That's what I did. But I saw on TikTok, like, apparently this was a thing, so I don't feel so stupid because it was something I never 
said. He never told anyone about it. It's like an unspoken thing. Right. Also, like, and I'm totally getting off on a tangent, but my daughter and I were talking about this the other day. So Elliot and I are sitting at the end of the driveway waiting for the bus. It was raining. She goes, do you ever have the raindrops that race each other? (gasps) Yes. I was like, you do that? She was like, yeah. And I thought I was the weird one on the bus watching the raindrops race each other. No, no, no. Especially. That's a thing. Yeah. On the side windows. Yes. The get going. Uh Uh-huh. You're like, which one's going to win? Which one's going to win? But these are things you don't tell people when you're little because you don't want to be weird. But but now that I'm older, pretty much I've never had an original thought. Right. That's why I'm always so amazed that people can still write books that I can't guess the endings to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Because I feel like everything that I have ever said has been said before. That mm-hmm. whole sentence has been said before somewhere. Right. You know, like, not that I've heard it all, but... It's not original. Like, we're all kind of a big right. collection of things. I've had that thought before, too. So, this episode is about... Yes. Drum roll, please. <laughs> That's like whenever you get your car off on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you're falling asleep. <laughs> yeah, the, whenever you hit the brrrrs, yeah. I call them. <laughs> you swerve back. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this week we're doing A Court of Thorns and Roses, finally. We are... I'm really excited about this. I know that I read this book when I think my second child was born. She was born in 2014. And I think I read it the first time, the beginning of 2015, because when I finished the first one, the second one was about to come out or had just come out. So I immediately read the second one. And it was the second one's something in Fury? Uh, Court of Mist and Fury. Okay. In pretty much every episode we've ever done, I talk about how... A Court of Thorns and Roses is very adult. And I realize that I'm wrong because it's the second one that's very adult. The first one has a few adult A few, but it's not... Like, I was expecting, like, Beauty and the Beast meets Lauren. Meets, like, do you need any help, ma'am? Right, like, like some Skinamax stuff. Yeah. I think because I read them, like, I pretty much read it as one book. It could, like, float into each other. I think I was thinking of the second one. The third one, I started the third one. But so much time had passed between me finishing the second one and mm-hmm. then the third one coming out that I was a little confused and then I just got busy and I put it down and never picked it back up. Right. So I was always said, well, someday I'm going to read the first and second one again, knowing that I never would. Mm-hmm. But now that I've read the first one, I can read the second one and the second one I like better. You do. And the third one, I can get into the third, fourth, and fifth ones. So how many are there? So this was supposed to be a trilogy, but... They were so popular that there are two more. So there's five total. Are they all about the same people? I think that the first three, you know, they're Mm -hmm. obviously meant to be a trilogy. So those all kind of center around those people. And from what I understand, the fourth and fifth are kind of like spinoffs of some of the more popular characters in the first three. Uh But this is actually not Sarah J. Moss's first series. I think her first series was Throne of Glass. What is that? She's got three different series. Um, So yeah, Throne of Glass was our first series. And that's actually being made into a TV series on Hulu. Um, and it's going to most likely be called Queen of Shadows. 
got to get your Hulu password. Your Hulu. Oh, that sounds right up your alley. I spelled it H-E-W-L-E-W in my head. Hulu. You honky tonk. (laughs) And then the Court of Thorns and Roses is actually being made into a TV series for Hulu as well. I saw that, which is good because I can say while reading this book, WTF do these people look like with their masks on? I could not, I could not imagine what they look like. Oh my God. I literally just imagined Mardi Gras ball. You know how they have to wear the mask on their face? But like... Just like really ornate, very pretty, like Mardi Gras. You know how sometimes they have those laser laser cut lace Mardi Gras masks? Mm-hmm. That's what I imagine. Because when I was reading it, they didn't have masks on and they would mention the masks again and I was like, oh, put your mask on. <laughs> so they have to put their mask on in my head. Mask on. <laughs> I started this over from the top. <laughs> <laughs> she also has a series called Crescent City. And I think that there's like a, one of the books just came out recently because it's got like a blue guy on the front, a blue elf guy. And he's been all over Instagram and everywhere lately. So that one must have just come out. Is it about New Orleans? No, but it should be, right? (laughs) Right. Crescent City Connection. (laughs) So Sarah J. Moss has, let me tell you about her. She was born in New York City in 1986. She's younger than us, and she's written 1,700 books, and she's super famous because she is bomb at writing, and what have I done with my life? Oh, no. Thanks a lot. I mean, good for you, best friend, but... I dressed up as a dominatrix in a Mardi Gras parade this weekend. Um, I went to a cheer competition and drank Prosecco the whole time. But you know what? I had a really good time, so I'm going to say time too. killing it. But I did have to take a nap today. Well, Sarah J. Moss wrote Sailor Moon fan fiction as a kid. I love Sailor Moon. I know, right? Yes. I always forget about Sailor Moon. Loved her little pigtails. Thought she was so cute. She's so badass. I know. So it seems like a lot of these writers actually, A, wrote fan fiction, Mm -hmm. and B, wrote a lot as a child. So it's just kind of always, a lot of them, it seems like it's always just kind of been like a calling, you know? Right. I don't like to write a whole lot. Yeah. But you know, like I write these book reports. Yeah, no, all the that. time, and um, I can write a very good letter to a company. You can also write a very good obituary. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that writing obituaries is fun. Okay, that's creepy that I said that. All right, so Sarah J. Moss graduated from <laughs> Hamilton College in New York, and she majored in creative writing oh. with a minor in religious studies. Which at first I was like, well, that's weird. And then I got to thinking about it. And she does like world building in this book in particular. She kind of created a whole culture. Mm-hmm. Religion so sewn into your culture that that was actually, that's probably, I mean, I don't know if she did that on purpose. She probably did, but that's right. smart. Smart lady. I'm going to say lady. I'm older than her. Smart girl. Smart child. Yeah, smart, smart baby. <laughs> I'm a whole three months older than her. Right. So. Um, she now lives in Pennsylvania with her husband, two kids. I think one of her kids was literally just born this month. And a dog. She is a number one New York Times bestselling author, selling millions of copies in 37 languages. Good for you. All right, some of her favorite books are The Chronicles of Pradane series by Lloyd Alexander. Dark Lover by J.R. Ward, which apparently is the first book of the Black Dagger Brotherhood series. What? These are all like fantasy. They look oh like fantasy goodness. type things. Yeah. Truth Witch by Susan Dennard. This is the Witchland series. And she said that this one has probably her most favorite book ever and has her heart and soul. So now I kind of want to read this book. That's some pretty good words there. That's a lot to build up to. And also Harry Potter. Oh. I say that. The thing is, is I would probably like Harry Potter. I read the first one with Jax. It's your Handmaid's Tale. 
Jack's watched the movies and I've sit on the couch and watch with him. Before you know it, I'm like looking at my phone because I'm like, I don't know. Well, I, mean, I can't say that the movies are not that good. It's just, I mean, they're good, ugh. but they're not nearly as good as the books. Yeah. Blitz and I are on the fourth Harry Potter book. We've been on this book so long that we had to start it over. Okay. I think we were about halfway through it. Yeah. And so much time had passed where we just were like, you know what? You're like, you're going to fail your AR test. Let's start <laughs> over. And now we're a little bit more than halfway through and I'm like in it. I'm ready to figure out what's going to happen next. But I have to read it out loud to him. You wouldn't know this about me, but sometimes I just don't feel like talking. <sighs> That's a lie. I yawn I'm at home. a lot when I read out loud. You yawn a lot when we record podcasts. I just yawn. <laughs> okay, so Sarah J. Moss's books are so freaking popular. There is fan fiction galore, which I meant to read some of this fan fiction, but I haven't gotten to it. And then from what I understand, a lot of it is kind of based on like the second book. So I wanted to read the second book before I read some fan fiction. Now what that, is fan fiction? So fan fiction is where you're a reader. You read this book mm-hmm. and you like it so much, you want to tell the story from a different perspective or you want to continue the story or you want to do like a spinoff of the story so like we were saying with recursion that author would write fan fiction for a tv show twin peaks okay and then she would write fan fiction for sailor moon now do you okay so if you write fan fiction do you make money off of it no you don't okay i don't think so it's just just kind of it's just like your hobby like you enjoy doing it it's fun right and people can give you feedback it's probably a really good way to get some good feedback about your writing style because i've read some fan fiction now that i know it has a name i haven't really but i mean technically this book is based on another story so it is be fan fiction (laughs) <laughs> um, I guess it could be. I mean, I, is every story fan fiction though? Probably. See, now we're back to that original thought thing. Yeah. So there's fan fiction. There's other stuff like I'm really big on the covers of books. We say this all the time. Mm-hmm. The cover of this book is terrible. I Ugh. hate it. The one with the girl, the half of the girl mm-hmm. is okay. I have the yellow red one. Yeah. I have the red one with mm-hmm. the yellow wolf or whatever yeah. it is on it. That one is awful. Now, that being said, there's this website called nerdy.ink. They have dust jackets that you can put over your book. Even if it's paperback? I think it's just the hardcover. Okay. But they are so fucking cool. Like, they're so neat. And this website has so many more. It's got all of the dust jackets for Sarah J. Moss's Throne of Glass series, Percy Jackson, J.R.R. Tolkien, Red Rising, all the Harry Potters. And they're really cool. Like, you should definitely go check them out. I'm obviously going to put them on our little carousel. You have to pay $39 for all five of them, but they're kind of worth it. They really? look really cool. That's cool. I and like them. Pretty for your shelf. Yes. There's also something called page inserts, which I didn't know about, but they're these semi translucent pages that it tells you where to stick it in the book. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a scene from that area. It fits in there and it's meant to fit in there like seamlessly to where it doesn't stick out and it doesn't look weird mm-hmm. whenever your book's closed, but it stays in there on its own without having to be glued. And there's like, let's see. You can get Is it electric? No. It sounds like a transparency. Yeah. Is it a bookmark? No. I'm lost. I'll have to show you a picture of it. But you get six semi-translucent pages with these really beautiful illustrations for $25. And this is from the Instagram handle at Schofield. They only have A Court of Thorns and Roses, not the other ones. Okay, it sounds really cool. I'm just kind of in my head. Yeah, it's kind of like, a, imagine a transparency that has a picture on it and it's uh-huh. like cut to the right size of your book and you just stick it in there. So to me, this sounds like, remember when you read the encyclopedia, it had like the Grey's Anatomy and it had like the body parts? The Grey's Anatomy. And it had like the anatomy. <laughs> yes. And the muscular system. And yes. The system. Those are Grey's. Really cool. Grey's 
anatomy like because when gray like the like the anatomy book written by somebody gray oh my god is that why that show is called that I never watched it. I, I didn't know. watch it either. I thought there was a character named Gray. Yeah, I'm Meredith or something Gray. Oh, and she was based on the illustrator? Our mom went, she took anatomy classes mm-hmm. and her books were Gray's anatomy book. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Now I want to watch the show because that's smart fact. Yes, yeah, smart fact. I'm probably completely wrong in this and it's probably anatomy book is probably like Smith or something. One time mama took me with her to where they keep their bodies and I went in there and the first thing I see is there's this one body and all of the skin is off of its face and they've got these tags looped around all the muscles in the face. Mm -hmm. So all the face muscles were labeled because they had to take tests on it. They had to know Mm -hmm. all the facial muscles and it was terrifying. Also equally terrifying was the jars outside of the cadaver lab. Oh, I love the jars. With the babies in them. Yes, I love the jars. Like Like the babies. full-time babies. Mm -hmm. Now it would probably terrify me, but then I was like, oh my God, it's so cool. And I would just sit there and just look. And I would have these visions of like, what if this thing breaks? Ew. Ew. What does it smell like? Yeah. And then Etsy is also full of like candle shirts, mugs, stickers, keychains, jewelry, bookmarks, wall prints, like literally anything that you would ever want for a Court of Thrones. Oh my God. It is. You can find it. Uh, And I know this because I found some. What did you get? So I got some stuff by Book Geek Art on Etsy. Her Instagram handle is at art by a book geek. I got me the bookmark. Cool. But look how cool it is. Oh, that's so pretty. It's a little bookmark and it says, Hello, Farrah Darling on it. And it's white and it's got like silver lettering on like it. Like celestial. And then I got you the sticker. That's so pretty. I'm going to put it on my computer. I love it. It's the mountain. Whenever I order some stuff off of Etsy, I always message them and say, hey, I'm going to get this. I'm from a podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm just letting you know I'm going to mention your Etsy store on the show. Like, is that okay with you? And she sent us some extra stuff. So she sent another Court of Thorns and Roses sticker, like a different one. You can pick whichever one you like. And then she sent a couple extra stickers too. So here, you can have these. A couple extra bookish stickers. Oh, this is like the sweatshirt. Yeah, isn't that so cute? And then she wrote a little note and it just says, hey, thank you so much for choosing my shop. I love the name of your podcast. I included an extra decal and some freebies, Vanessa. And I actually chatted with her back and forth online for a while and she's so sweet and super nice. Definitely go check out her shop. I'm obsessed with this bookmark and I have waited so long. I didn't want to get it dirty or lose it. So I kept it (laughs) in in the the package until we could record. I would keep it in there just to use it. Oh, that's actually a really good idea. I think yeah, I'll do that. I wouldn't even take it off. Vanessa. Awesome. Love it. So pretty. Yeah. Hey. So I like to read like magical stuff, but I'm not super into, I don't even know how to separate it. This kind of stuff with like the elves and the fairies mm-hmm. is typically not my thing. Oh. Like if they have pointy ears, like um, Lord of the Rings, Ooh. I've never attempted to read that book. I watched the movie. Wanted to kill myself the entire time. <laughs> thought it was awful. For some reason, to me, it just gets so cringy sometimes. It is cringy. And I, it's the names. Yes. The, for some reason, the names embarrass me sometimes. Like, it just makes me like, oh, God. I can't like, why can't your name be? Okay, there was one Claire. That was, like, the only name in the entire book that was, like. I guess it's to separate it. Like, why would elves and fairies have human names? white girl human names at that. So like I get it, I guess. I don't know because everything else that they 
do is has their vernacular is like the same. It's the same, except for names of things, names of people. And it's like, but you literally just said you rode in on a horse. The horse is named a horse. So yeah. why is your name not Charles? Not like Charles the horse. Charles <laughs> or like Jeffrey or. But it could be Jeffrey with like a G E O if you want. Well, that's fine, but like not <laughs> Gleek off. Like, <laughs> right? Because their names are so like. <laughs> um, another thing that I don't really like is how they say like male and female. I don't know why. Whenever that happens in real life, like whenever mm-hmm. people are talking, they're like, oh, well, this female. I'm like, oh, like it just sounds so sterile. It and is. Like, I, I don't know why, but it just cringes me out whenever it happens in real life. And then in the books, they'll say like, oh, the, the mating of the male and female. And I'm like, what is yes. this? Or like, like, is your life a discovery channel show? Like, what is <laughs> happening? Yes. All right, what else cringes you about, like, this type of, like, fantasy? Okay, this is probably going to piss people off. And I apologize for this. No, and I don't. don't mean to, I don't apologize. No, Look, I do. I this really is do. your opinion. This is my opinion. You can feel however you want to. This is I a safe spot. feel like, like, Renaissance fair. Yes. I don't like it. You're role-playing people role play i get it but it's so like trying to be something else it's like larping yes it's just so i don't know it's just it's so cringy to me you know i kind of feel the same way but then on the other hand i'm also like i wish that a i didn't care what everybody else thought like people like they don't give a fuck this is what they want to do Right. So they're doing it. Like, I want to be like that. B, like, I wish I loved something that much. I do not. I don't either. But yeah, that's a good valid point. If you like the Renaissance Fair and that's your thing, you do you, boo. Like, I get it. Like, if that's what you want to do, that's... Look, I'm not knocking it. You eat you some turkey legs and drink you that's some That's right. Ale. And you go stand in that thing with your head and your hands hanging out. What? <laughs> what is it like the town square? Or like the gallows? Yeah, the yeah. See, I, I was thinking rock out with your cock out as soon as you saw that. And I was like, why is things hanging out? <laughs> but it's like on the weekend you turn into a, a villager. <laughs> and like we have a Renaissance fair, right? That happens every fall here and down the road kind of. like. Yeah. And it's <laughs> it's so crazy to think about these people are driving there and they're Buick and like they're going back garb. time. Yeah. Uh-huh. I have a lot of friends that go and people that I wouldn't even expect to go, mm-hmm. they'll drive up like listening to Boosie and get out and go like, they love it. Everyone's like, it's actually really fun. Um, look, so I'm, you know what? We should probably, you know, next year, let's go. Let's, let's take go. the kids and let's go. Let's go. And you know what? I'm probably going to come back and be like, Eat my friends. name is now um, Princess Meredith. That is from <laughs> Disney movie, but that is not my name. You will call me as such. <laughs> on the weekends this is a castle it'll probably be fun i'm sure it is fun it's it probably to me it feels like it'd be like a, a once every decade type thing for me yeah kind of like going to the angola prison radio you right. know like that's fun to go to like once <laughs> it was barely fun that one time <laughs> <laughs> you know what's fun is like looking at all the prisoner art and they're like behind the gate yelling at you prices <laughs> yeah, it's like sir and then you're like i don't know i can't bargain with you what are you in for right <laughs> like, i mean i'll buy this if you kill people i guess right like are you going to get me? Are you a Are you rapist? Because I'm not buying it. No, you can take this rocking chair and you can shove it up your ass. Actually, our cousin Kristen went to the Angola Rodeo <laughs> specifically to buy the rocking oh, chairs. Oh, the rocking chairs are like where it's at, apparently. And her rocking chairs are badass. Apparently, they have some good rocking chairs. They've and got like, a good woodworking program yes. at that penitentiary. Uh, um, Warden Burl Kane is doing a great job. 
Also, why do we know the warden's name? Why do you? Also, do you remember like the the poker? Oh my god, prisoner poker! Prisoner poker, where they would go out there and, and you had to play poker until the bull came out. Last one at the table. Yeah. That bull's running around <laughs> mad as shit. Stupid. Last one left at the table wins. But like, if you're a prisoner, you ain't got shit to lose. Like, generally speaking, you don't leave Angola. No. Right? Angola is pretty much like a life. I think that's place. like your last stop. I mean, if you gonna die there, wouldn't it be cool to be like, well, I died playing poker with a bull. Do you think people sign up as like a, a death wish? Uh, they probably just don't have anything else to lose. So like, why not? Right. And also you don't have to be in the fucking prison that weekend. You also, get to be right. around people. Right. Also, if you are the last person, you're probably like considered pretty badass in the, in yeah. the cell block. Get like mad respect. Mad respect. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I went to the Angola Radio was years ago. But do you know that song, Old Red? I'm pretty sure it's by Blake Shelton. Mm-mm. It's about a hound dog. And the so this guy's in prison and he makes from the warden. His job is to take Old Red, hit the warden's dog, mm-hmm. for a walk every day. So he got Old Red accustomed to going for a walk and he got Old Red a lady friend, a blue tick hound dog. And one day he left Old Red to go find his lady friend and he escaped. And that's how he escaped. And Old Red from the music video was there. I got to pet Old Red. Okay. Can we have like a moment of silence for the <laughs> complete sheer stupidity that is this story? And what? Old Red was going south. <laughs> how do you not know Old Red? Love got me in here and love got me out. Okay. I remember that. That part sounds familiar. But I, okay. Do you remember your shirt? It was Angola, a gated community. Yeah. What happened to that? I don't know. I probably took it. But no, I didn't. But I really did like that shirt. And it shirt. had really nice gates on it. It was. It was cute. Okay. So, Court of Thorns and Roses was... Okay. So, this was kind of my idea to read. Because you liked it so much. And I keep seeing it everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's such a popular book. And, it and it's is, a 10-year-old book. And it's still everywhere. And I think the right... Like, TikTok made it... Mm-hmm. Like, kind of brought it back. Probably so. I think the same thing happened with the Song of Achilles because I think that one came out in 2012 Right. It was older and then like mm-hmm. Book Talk came out and people were just raving about it. So now it's like at Barnes mm-hmm. & Noble, front and center. I went into this book knowing that it was full of elves and magic and all of that. But I also went into it thinking that it was like some kind of like weird elf erotica and it wasn't. No. Apparently book two, chapter 55 is from what I've been, to- I've been told. Oh my God. I know. And yes. I don't know what scene they're talking about. Honestly, from what I remember of that second book, the entire book is just fucking over here, fucking over here, <laughs> fucking on the table, fucking in the air, fucking on the ground, fucking on the floor, fucking on the fucking 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 So I literally just want to like get the book and turn to chapter 55 to figure out what they're talking about because it's all I've been hearing about. I think I texted you the first time I opened it, like the first sentence, and I was like, I'm bored. Oh my God, you did. <laughs> I was surprised that I actually liked the book. Oh, okay. That being said, this main character, Farah, is completely, she's like so one-dimensional. Yeah, and I think she even kind of addresses that in the book. She was kind of focused on survival, so she didn't have a whole lot of time to focus on her. She just, she basically survived and dreamed about painting. So the book starts with, She's a hunter, right? With a bow and arrow, like Katniss. So she's like Katniss. From the Hunger Games. <clears throat> so she kills this wolf and skins it and, and all that because she's going to sell the fur or whatever. 
Mm-hmm. She gets home and apparently, like, her two sisters, which I think are, like, Cinderella's stepsisters. Oh, what? They were awful. Useless. Why didn't she shoot them? <laughs> I, I know. What? You know that opening scene makes them seem like such bitches. I mean, they're just like, why are you so dirty? Hurry up and skin that so I can have the money because I need new boots. I know, they're like, I need some Gucci. Ew, I hope you're not planning on uh, cooking with those dirty hands. And the dad's just like, boo. <laughs> like Grandpa Joe in the corner on a bed. <laughs> He's just worthless. I don't want to like, you know, bitch, like. Someone get up and do something. Like, if you're so badass, which apparently she was pretty badass. She was a good with bow and arrow, whatever. Leave them behind. They're bringing you down. <laughs> well, she kept saying, my mother's last dying wish was for me to take care of them. And your honor is bond. Like, fuck that. Well, apparently she didn't even like her mom. I don't know. So this wolf was a fairy. And Tamlin, who was like the, what was he? The lord of the. He was like. The lord. high king. High Fae, yes. Lord of the Spring Court. Spring Court. So he comes and he's like busting through <clears throat> as a monster. And he like, he gives her a choice. You can either die or you can come with me and like live in this estate for the rest of your life. Well, what do you think she picked? Um, well, I would choose death. No. <laughs> <laughs> you lie. Okay. But here's, this is Take me I, to your castle. Right. Leather. Well, here, there's my thing. This is kind of where the book kind of like fell apart for me. Oh, Super so page early. two? Page two. <laughs> No, because it took like four chapters to get to this point. Okay. No, it's kind of where things like kind of shifted for me. Still liked the book. Okay. Was that's a punishment. So they get on their horse. Da, 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 da. He uses his magic, makes her pass out, which is kind of weird too. And hey, they, Bill Cosby. Right. Ooh. And he has like claws that like shoot out of his hands like, like Wolverine. Wolverine when he's mad. <laughs> so they get to his estate, his manor. And he, she's like, well, what do I do? And he's like, I don't care. Like. Just lay around, do whatever you want. What? And here's the thing. She killed his friend, which was a fairy, and no one seems to care about that. I would think she would be like locked up or something like that. At the end, you kind of like, towards the end, you kind of figure out why. Yeah, but it's kind of, it's just like weird. Going into it, it's like, what's going on here? You're what's gonna, the catch? She's like a stay-at-home mom. Oh my God. With no kids. She's a dog oh. mom. <laughs> And then she wants to paint. And she can't read. She tells Alice, which is the, like, her assist, her, like, How did lady you know lady? that? Whenever I read the book, I was like, Alice. Well, I said it. I thought that too, but is that Al- I said Alice. Alice. Okay. Yeah. Alice, like, I don't want to wear a dress. I want to wear pants. Like, I'm a different girl. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not like others. I don't. It was that kind of <laughs> tomboy kind of thing. So she, she went over to the pants because that she could kill them if she needed to. Right. So she could run faster. She goes and she she meets Lucian. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. Because you like up until this point, I'm expecting like porn. I thought there's gonna be like a threesome. I'm <laughs> not going to lie. <laughs> that, that's what, that's what was going to happen. Right? Like I kept waiting on it to happen. Never happened. And I was Didn't like, where is this? Where's what? all the fucking in this Right. Book? Like I thought they were going to just like do it because like she would go out with Lucian like during the day and like go hunt and stuff. And like they eat dinner together. I'm like, surely they're going to be like, hey, listen, if you're into it, we're into it. <laughs> you know, like I'm waiting for that. Right. Mm-hmm. That's not in this book. I thought maybe Lucian was going to be like the person that she has sex with. Mm-hmm. Because she does get along with Lucian. Lucian's kind of like a smart ass. And you know what? And she likes that about him. I, he is my favorite character in the book because he is like bu- no bullshit. He has the most character development of anyone in the book. 
he's more than one dimensional. Like he really I, does have the most character development. He does. I didn't even think about that, but he really does. Cause you, you hear his backstory you and do. then you see all the sides of him. Like mm-hmm. when he's going out, like his different jobs and him. yeah, he really does. The more right. I was like, I feel like I know him more than anyone in this book. And he's funny. He is. And like, like in a very dry, sarcastic kind of way. Right. And like he has like a personality. Farah, mm-hmm. I don't know. She's not my favorite right now. So no threesome, whatever. She can't read. <laughs> <laughs> no threesome, that's fine. I'll keep reading, okay? okay? They have like all this art in this estate or whatever. And she apparently just stands there and stares at it. What? It's like, it sounds like the most boring museum trip ever. It sounds like a really nice place. I but... like art too. But I guess I don't like it enough because I've never really understood stand there and stare at a painting for hours no in dallas this weekend there was this huge painting in one of the hotels it was signed and numbered it was like two out of 200 or something like that it was literally just black okay a black canvas okay in this fancy schmancy hotel oh i can do that so don't don't pay for that i'll do that for you that looks like a paint swatch so she tells Tamlin that she wants to learn to read. Really, she wants to write her parents a letter. How she thought that it was going to get to him. I think she thought she was going to get Lucian to like bring it or well, something. I mean, obviously the postman comes. Well, that does. She was going to print out a shipping label. And then they go to the, the library and there's like a mural there. And I don't know about you, but I could not understand what this damn thing looked like. It was the story. Of- I know, but like the way there was just, it was described, mm-hmm. it just didn't make sense in my head. Well, you also kept forgetting to have their masks on the whole time. So you weren't doing a good, very good job picturing I this. know, but like they're describing it and there's like the south is where all the humans were. And then up here was this. I don't there's know. There's a like, map just, in the beginning. Well, I don't have the book. Oh. Neither of us have the book. It? So Did we even read it? Yes. So they all have masks. They are magically attached to their faces. It's a curse. It's a curse. Which is strange, but... Okay. Okay. Um, so she spends time in the library and she starts teaching herself to read. How you do that? She's like writing down words. Like, does she already know what sounds the letters make? I don't know. They never said. Okay. How did we learn how to read? Somebody taught us. You taught me how to read. I did. So she wants to go home, right? Mm-hmm. She wants to go back to this shitty ass family. Why does she want to go Why? home? This place is amazing. It's amazing. And Tamlin's telling her. Your family is taken care of. And she's like, oh, but the, the promise to my mom. I need to make sure, like. I know. She's being super nah. whiny about it. And also, like, fuck your sisters. They're awful. Right. Like, they're okay. Be happy. Maybe she just had, like, depression. Maybe. I, it was just aggravating. It was like, bitch, you're fine. Your family's fine. You got this hot guy. You have his friend here. Whatever. You can go ride horses all day. That's, like, my childhood dream. Right. Right. And you like to, <laughs> you like to hunt. You can't taken out every day to go hunt like i don't know it just didn't make sense <laughs> taken out it didn't make it doesn't make sense like she is being she needs to let it go she does need to let it go so she finds out more about the curse this blight okay like a, they describe it as like a sickness a across sickness. the lands yes and it's gonna it's going to like make its way to the human realm and so she starts freaking out again about her family mm-hmm. you know like who doesn't give a rat's ass about her and she's so worried the blight's gonna get her family right I, they should. It should. And God, maybe they caused it. <laughs> maybe that's so terrible. As terrible as they were, they might. It's their fault. One day she goes to Lucian and she wants to go hunting, and he like gives her directions where to go for the surreal. For the surreal, he tells her like he gives her a warning. So the surreal is a, a monster that will kill you, but if you can catch it, it has to tell you the truth. Right. It doesn't lie because she's so badass. She catches it. He gives her information like, stay with Tamlin. You'll be safe as long as you're with him. He right. He protect you. 
From what? We don't know. And then she ends up getting into a world of trouble and like, what are the the other little, the monster? The Hagrid. Haggers. <laughs> that's not it. But that's what they, they are. They come and like attack her or whatever and Tamlin to the rescue comes and saves her life. He turns into a beast and then he kills them too. And then their bloody hands touch each other. And that's where you kind of feel like, okay. oh, okay. I see where this is going. And then she goes back to Lucian that day and she's like, why didn't you protect me? He gave you a warning. Well, but he also said, I'll be there in case anything happens. But, and he wasn't. He uh, was still mad that she killed his friend. And here's the thing. He's the only one that really acted upset by that act. I and mean, this is probably a little bit of a spoiler alert too, but... I mean, we're definitely going to spoil it. We're, de- we're doing it right now. Why he would put her in harm's way when she is the only one that can get the spell broken was beyond me. Oh, yeah. You know, like, why would you that. do that? You're right. It's like, the more I read it, I was like, wait a second. You tried to get her killed. But I didn't like, even think about that. That was a good catch. There. Oh, thank you. That's like the Starbucks cup in the Game of Thrones show. Yeah, like, you need to go back and edit that out. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Like, people are catching on to that. Not me. <laughs> I didn't catch on to it. Then, she's asleep one night, and he comes running in, and he has, like, this fairy who's blue, and his, like, wings are ripped off, mm-hmm. who, I, in my head, looks like Avatar. Uh, same. So, okay. Same, same. Right? And he dies in her arms, and he says that she did it. Yeah, just not Feyre. Just no, like, like she, she. Like capital S. Like right. that's what they call her. Like she took my wings. It and is so, she who must not be named. Right. Feyre's like, uh, who? who's this? Who's this bitch? Who this? Right. So the, there's the queen of, was it Pyrithian? Yeah. Amarantha? Mm-hmm. Is, she hates people. She hates humans. So in my head, she looks like the redhead one from Sex and the City. Miranda. In my head, she looks like the lead singer of Evanescence. Oh. Amy Lee? Yeah, she's very pretty. She's very pretty. But I wanted her to to be like... A lesbian. (sighs) No, she wasn't a lesbian in the show, was she? No, but she is in real life. No, I think that she's very pretty, but in a different sort of way. Almost like an untouchable sort of way. Yeah. And so that's how I wanted Amarantha to be. Like, I want... She couldn't be ugly. She needed to be very pretty, but not like your normal pretty. You know, it needed to be kind of a... Like a runway model pretty. You know, sometimes runway models, like, have a very odd look about them, but they're still Mm -hmm. very pretty. Mm -hmm. Okay, we we gotta wrap this up. Okay. Farah and Tamlin, they kiss in a field, which I thought was like Twilight... I never did anything with Twilight. I'm kind of against Twilight. Not me too. But the few things I've seen of it, uh-huh. this kind of reminded me of that. I think this is where they found out about Amarantha. Yes. She took over the whole fairylands and basically stole all the rulers. of. So there's different courts. There's a spring court, mm-hmm. summer court. Winter. What are the other seasons? Summer and winter. And then there's like dawn and night. Yes. So there's like six courts. Uh-huh. Somehow she tricked all the rulers into giving up their power. I'm thinking Tamlin's doing this like amazing shit, but apparently mm-hmm. it's like a fraction of what he actually is capable of because Amarantha's taking all their power. Taking all the powers. But here's the thing. She's not like a warrior. She doesn't fight. It's more like mind stuff. Like riddles and challenges. The reason why she's causing all this issue and like the masks and everything and his curse mm-hmm. is because she wants Tamlin's ass. And she's in love or with more him. more importantly, that D. She wants the D, and he's like, no. But he, what's, <laughs> what I didn't understand, again, was in order to break this curse, he has to make a human lady female. Oh, God. <laughs> Ew, I hate it. 
Did you hear how cringy that? Yes. Did you say female? <laughs> Fall in love with him. But here's, if you're in love with someone... Well, you wouldn't put a curse on them. But you wouldn't be like, in order to get this curse off, someone else has to fall in love with you. Why would that be your choice? No, you know random. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Why are you picking apart this book that I like? But <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, why is that your choice of curse? Or maybe it was like, no one will ever love you the way that I do. Maybe so. She's probably like in her dressing chambers and she's like, good for you. You look happy and healthy. Not me. You haven't bothered to ask. If I can't have that dick, no mine. Tamlin and Feyre, ugh, have sex. Okay. (laughs) And then in that part, she says, I spread my legs and he feasted on me. (laughs) He feasted. That's the word. Like, immediately I knew what was happening. Yes. I had never thought to say it like that. And I don't ever, a feast is like, my turkey and my mashed potatoes and gravy like is not growl. my vagina. <laughs> it is Thanksgiving day. Thanksgiving dinner is not <laughs> the thing between my legs. Right. And bleh. Also, how long was he down there? Like, feasting implies, like, it took him a while. Yeah, oh, like. Oh, my God. So, like, the whole description was just, ugh. <laughs> I've, I've literally thought about feasting like every single day it is at least once popped in my head i spread my legs and he feasted on me <laughs> i don't know why i think it's so weird it is such a just like, i'm here for it i like that that's fine i no. don't want to call it that <laughs> no <laughs> i mean i think if i texted my husband like you know feast on me like gross anyway i'm gonna try that <laughs> like jamie you would hungry. be into it <laughs> i promise How you about this feast? he's not going he'd be like yeah <laughs> put on a napkin around his neck Ryson. Is it rice? What Reason. is it? Ryson? Mm-hmm. So he's a high fae. And um, she, he finds out that she is staying with Tamlin. And he is an associate of... <laughs> of a- Amy Lee. They call him Amarantha's whore. So right. associate whore. Whatever. Right, right. So she's like his boy toy or whatever. Yeah. And so he like shows up one day and finds out. And she says, no, my name is Claire. And Tamlin, who... Like, wants to get in her pants. Like, sends her back home. Before she goes back home, they, they do it. So she gets back home, and her family is thriving. Yeah, they live in, like, a mansion. Yeah. They have, like, servants. So, like, her leaving was the best thing that could happen to them. That sucks. So she goes back home. Taylor put a spell on all of them to kind of, like, brainwash them and make them think that she was just away taking care of, like, a, a distant relative. Mm-hmm. And they think that all the money came from somewhere else. But the charming didn't work on one of the sisters. Mm-hmm. The sister tried to save her. The super mean one. It was the one that was such a big brat. I know. And so there you kind of see where, you know, any day, if you picked one day of our lives whenever we were younger, mm-hmm. then you would think, ah, they're assholes to each other. But then like you pick a different day and we're not assholes to each other, you know? So the opening was like when they were having bad day. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then here you can see like, you know, when it's not such a stressful situation, like they really do love each other but you're kind of given a really bad impression of them at the beginning oh yeah so like anything that happens after that you're like meh there's probably an ulterior motive of why she wanted to go get her sister back right Thera, she wants to like she needs to go back to Prithian. yes 
Sing in Springfield. Well, her, um, because <laughs> she's a Simpson. I was saying Spring. Oh, the Spring Court. Yes, yeah, Spring Court. So I think Nestor or Elaine, whichever one it is, that like didn't really fall for the hijinks, um, she said, I know that if you loved someone, you wouldn't let them go. You would do whatever it takes to save them. And then she realizes that she does love Tamlin. And he had said, I love you to her a couple times. And she resisted saying it because she knew she was being sent away. Mm-hmm. And it was only going to hurt both of them for her to say it back. So she just never really said it. But she does love him. So she's like, you know what? She's right. Let me in my human form go there. And I'm going to save all these fairies from each other, even though they're highly magical. And I am basically an aunt to them. Right. Because I have not, my... not like an aunt, like a, like a relative. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm Aunt Farrah. <laughs> Come in here. No, save the day. Aunt Farrah, what are you doing because here? Because she has her bow and arrow. And again, this part doesn't make sense to me either because she was already so close to saying I love you, which is what she needed to say to break the curse, and he sends her away. Why? I think he was worried that Amarantha was going to get to her Yeah, for some reason. And remember whenever Reason came, he read her mind. Mm-hmm. So he, he read every single private thought. He knew that she would love, that she loved Tamlin. And that it was going to come out soon. It was going to come out. And that he was going to go back and report it to Amarantha. So she's like mortified that he's reading all her thoughts and he's telling Tamlin how she's feeling. And the whole time, like background music in my head is, Strumming my pain with his fingers. <laughs> oh one time, one time. <laughs> so she ends up going back to Perinthian and she gets Perinthian. <laughs> Tyranthian. So she gets back and the house is like blown to smithereens and Alice is standing there waiting on Favor to get a clue and come back and say She's definitely the teapot. Oh yeah. <laughs> she is one thousand percent the teapot. Lucian's the candlesticks. <laughs> yeah. I'm um, glad we think we're funny because nobody else does. People are like, we're unsubscribe no don't please write review and subscribe alice kind of tells her like what's going on that there's a curse that she needs to tell him that she loves him if she had only just said i love you the curse would have been broken right but she didn't because you you didn't do it she goes to amaretha's to rescue tamlin and she gets offered a deal so she must complete three tasks to free him. But she can... Uh, but the behind door number two, you can do a riddle. So Amarantha is, let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. If you have a light bulb in your purse, <laughs> then you can play the game. Right. So she gets offered this deal and it's like, hey, you can do this. Or... Bonkers. You can take the easy way out and you can solve a riddle. You and it's all this time. And this riddle is like... Basically, this riddle goes like this. It is so stupid. The answer is love. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like celebrity jeopardy on Saturday Night Live. Any, just say the letter H. Just say the letter H. I'll take the rapist for five hundred dollars. Right. So the riddle's so stupid. It's pretty much like, tell me your name. Right. Okay. I can say this. The first time I read this book, I was like, oh my god, what is this? There's no way we can solve this puzzle. What the fuck? This is the hardest question I've ever been asked. I forgot. A good bit of this book. Mm-hmm. I remembered the sex, the feasting, and the saving of Tamlin. Okay. okay. Forgot everything else. Got to this riddle. Didn't remember it from 10 years ago when I read the book. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, it's clearly love. And she's like, so she's like, I'll do the three tasks. <laughs> Where I have to defeat death each time. Right. 
soon as she agrees to it, mm-hmm. she has her hooligans come beat her up. And Lucian comes and heals her. Then she does the first task. And she has to defeat this giant earthworm. Beetlejuice. <laughs> Why didn't she just say Beetlejuice three times? <laughs> right. It could have just been done. <laughs> Instead, she makes this really cool trap out of bones or something. <laughs> right. And like oh, Beetlejuice is, or clicked your heels. Did, <laughs> you try, did you try to click your heels? <laughs> did you say there's no place like home? Didn't try. At this point, I would try Bloody Mary in the mirror three times before, <laughs> before I'm fighting that evil earthworm. Okay. After that is when Reese comes, heals her. He like tattoos her hand. So he's like, let's make a deal. I'm going to tattoo your hand. And now we're connected and we have this bond. And, but he says, I'll heal you, but you have to... Come stay with me once a month. Yeah, you have to come stay with me once a month. I feel like that's such a sugar daddy thing. <laughs> yeah, so he puts this tattoo on her. But she's like dying. She can smell the death on her. Right. And at that point, she's like, whatever, cool. Like, I'll come see you once a month. And so the second task she has to pull these these levers or something it was a riddle a ri- okay a fucking riddle a riddle or it's like, it probably like a question she can't read so she doesn't know what it says <laughs> exactly <laughs> and here's the thing with that too amy lee if she's all knowing why didn't she she knows she can't she's she like, didn't know she's not all she's not all knowing well but she's supposed to be like this great like yeah but she didn't know that lucian came and healed her she didn't know about reese being there that's what i'm saying like it's she's supposed to be like Everyone's scared of her. Like, she's just... A lot's going on behind her back. Right. Where is she? What is she doing? She knows certain things, but, like, doesn't know, like, the important stuff. Yeah. That this bitch can't read. So she has, like, this riddle. And then... grasshoppers. I can't remember it. I don't remember either. I didn't... I didn't write it down. It was, like... If there's three male grasshoppers, <laughs> take away one. How many do you have left? Right. Yeah. And Favor's like, I don't know. Um, She's like, not only can I not read, but I can't math either. Purple. <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, God. So she has like these. Quit like, shitting on this book. I like it. Okay. Well, it's, it's just my opinion. <laughs> so she like is connected to Reese like through her hand. Yeah, she didn't know it. She, like, went to go pull the lever. Yeah. And her hand's like, no, you don't. No, try the next one. Oh, that one hurts, too. <laughs> She's like, this is so fucking weird. This is so hot. So I don't know what number <laughs> lever. It doesn't hurt. That's the answer. That's a ding, ding, ding. Uh-huh. So she gets it. Oh, and the the hard part about that is she's kind of on a time constraint, and Lucian's tied to a table, and spikes are coming down the whole time. So. <laughs> and then the sides are coming in, and it's like, and then of course, right when she does a lever, it's like his nose is scratched. Yeah, like he's got blood rolling down. His just nose. a little, just a little white, just a little red dot right there. Yeah, just a little prick. <laughs> yeah, just enough to show you to really make it dramatic. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything else really happens no. in the third trial. No, and but I don't understand like Tamlin. Okay, so Tamlin could have hurt her, Amarinthia. Like, because he could have if he had all his power, but he couldn't. Because he, like, he turned it back into, like, the beast that he has been. But she also has lots of guards and things. So I think Mm -hmm. with his diminished power, he can't defeat her and the guards. Yeah. Tamlin's, like, he's, like, zoned out. Like, he's there, but he's not there. In the meantime, the Reese, like, paints her body every night. Or has her painted every night. And then puts on these translucent clothes. To make sure no one's touched her. To make sure no one's touched her. And then makes her, like, drink this fairy wine so that she's, like, this crazy whore all night. I mean... What the hell? Uh, date rape, John. Right. <laughs> and she's like, okay. I feel like that, cre- like, it took, like, a, a sharp right turn into what? But I think that he wanted to make Tamlin mad. Mm-hmm. He wanted to make Tamlin, like, really upset. He painted her so he could tell if someone touched her, but also so that Tamlin could tell that Reese didn't touch her. Huh. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, Tamlin can be like, okay, well, he hasn't done anything to her. He paints her more than once. He pa- It's like every single night, she's like kind of paraded out. And he calculated, like, mm-hmm. this is a very calculated move. He's parading her around in front of Tamlin so that he can get madder and madder and madder and madder. And, like, he can, he can, like, fester. So that if and when the spell is ever broken, Tamlin's gonna fucking go crazy, kill mm-hmm. Amarantha, and then, like, make sure that is okay. Right. So maybe he had, like, in the back of his head. But if you just read it, it's very weird. And it's very cringy. And you think, like, rape shit's gonna happen. But it doesn't. For the third task, she has to kill three fae. Innocent. They have like hoods over their face and she doesn't know. <laughs> so she kills two. That's a serial killer right there. You kill more than one. <laughs> okay. The thing is, is like if you kill these three innocent fairies, all the whole rest of the entire lands get mm-hmm. set free. To me, now that you've been given this choice, it's mm-hmm. on your hands whether you can just kill three people or you can kill an entire people. Either way, you're going to be killing someone whether you do it or not. So I mean, I'm not saying it's not a hard choice. Like, I'd have a really hard time killing the people, too. But, I can't even. I mean, you kind of have to do it. I ran over a squirrel once, and it still lives with me. I almost had a bird today. I'm like, you can fly up in the air. Why are you flying on the road? I had a (laughs) poodle once. Um, I still, and this was 20 years ago, and I still have this vision in my head of this poodle running in front of me, looking back at me. And next thing I go, and then it was flying in the air behind me. It was terrible. Anyway, she makes the right choice, kills these two innocent ones, and then who's the third? Who do you think it is? Well, I didn't know. I had no idea. It's da 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 Tamlin. But I, the thing is, they had Tamlin, in quotes, sitting mm-hmm. up there next to Amarantha, so she didn't think... It, she, like, looked back and realized that it was not Tamlin. It was just somebody else in a mask like him. That's the thing about masks. Everyone this whole thing is same. just masks. We were told earlier in the story that he has a heart of stone. Several times, but it's more like, um, it's more like, oh my God, even though you have a heart of stone, it's like you're having feelings. Yeah. Like, it's like not, you're catching some feels for this girl. Right. It's even not, with your heart of stone. But you hear it. Heart of stone, heart of stone, heart of stone, It's like, stone. oh my God, he's so mean. He just has a heart of stone. It's not like he literally has like a, a piece of concrete in his chest. It didn't register for no, me. No, no. But he does. Apparently, like, that's, like, a physical element of his is that he has, like, like stone in his body. It's, um, like, kidney stones, but bigger. So she stabs him in the heart, knowing that it's not going to kill him. Yeah, she figures it out. She figures it out. She, like, puts two and two together. Um, it doesn't work because Amy Lee comes and breaks every bone in her body. Yeah, she's like, okay, well, I see that you have completed the tasks. And I did say that I would release everyone from my curse, but I didn't actually no, say didn't, when. Didn't say when that would be. Right. So, um, not right now. <laughs> as she's dying, she says, the answer to the riddle is love. That's the answer to the riddle. Mm-hmm. You remember the riddle that was that went like, all you have to do is say the answer is love. I blank you. <laughs> yes. She says, the answer is love. <laughs> And then she dies. And then everyone's like, Kimber, stare! And like uses her magic on her. And oh, she becomes a high fae. And Tamlin kills Amarantha. We yes. kind of completely fucked that ending up. But all that happened at some point, very close to each other. They make love under the moonlight. I don't know. Yeah, they return to the spring. They return to Springfield. And, but why did she go back with him? To spring court? Yeah. Because, I, I don't know, like it was, because I got the feeling at the end that she really like, I know it said that she loved him, but I didn't really get that. No, it felt very sterile. Yeah. Like, with them, I would say maybe they were mating. Yes, it was just, it was not like... Except for that one time he feasted. It wasn't very, it wasn't a love story. But in the second book, doesn't her and Reese, aren't they, like, together? Only 
on the bed, on the floor, yeah. in the tub, in the shower, right, right. fucking in the kitchen, fucking in the car, <laughs> fucking on the street. Oh yeah, and they have like sex magic. What? Like to rejuvenate his magic. In this book that I just yeah. read? No. Where? Okay, I wrote this thing down like on the plane and I was... The Naga. Oh, the Naga is the monster that yes. we couldn't think of. You yeah. said it starts with H. Haggis. <laughs> Haggis, Naga, same thing. Okay, I have a question for you. What? So... This is loosely based on Beauty and the Beast. Whenever, the first time I read this book, I was like, this is a fucking Beauty and the Beast knockoff. Like, you can't pass this off as your own. And then I read, this is based on Beauty and the Beast. And I was like, oh, okay, well, this is a really good book. (laughs) I was so mad about it. So the similarities are that he's a beast mm-hmm. and he has to live there. Mm -hmm. And she likes books. She can't read. No, but she spends time in a library with books. She's bookish. Right. And then we already decided that Lucian's the candlesticks and Alice is the teapot. Right. There's no chip. I always like chip the best. Oh, wait. Then her nephews, Alice's nephews that she takes care of are the chips. Oh, yeah, but she hadn't seen them in years. I have this down. Who's your favorite character? But you already said Lucian. Mm-hmm. What did you think about Tamlin? So, like, when, when they first get there, Tamlin is, like, very standoffish. He's, like, pleasant, but he's not really nice. Lucian's like, why don't you compliment her? And he was like, well, your hair is brushed. Yeah. <laughs> it looks... Like you took a bath. I like a man who is who's like bald and has glasses and like a um a beard. I like a beard and like, like an MMR shirt, right? <laughs> and like works in Virginia. Yeah, That's and he's like an like. LSU fan. Oh, must must must. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I also like a man that is successful and makes spreadsheets. Love spreadsheets. Oh God, nothing turns me on mm, for a feast like, like a spreadsheet, like, <laughs> like some Excel. It's more like sex, so. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that is successful. Tamlin was I considered successful. He had a nice house, you know. Yeah, and like he was very powerful. He had servants. He had servants. He had nice art. Apparently, he had a garden. He did. People respected him. He was powerful. So I think that he's very strong. Yeah, and oh, that body. Yeah, and apparently uh, he had those good V's. <laughs> You know, the V. And he had a strong cheekbone, like high cheekbones and strong jaw, too, apparently, and nice blonde hair, which I don't like blonde guys. So that's. Well, blonde is kind of weird on a man. Blonde is like for a little boy. Mm-hmm. A man can have dirty blonde hair. I just thought like his character was very. We don't know anything about him. There's not a lot of background. He does go into it a little bit. Apparently, you get a lot of the, I don't want to be like my dad mm-hmm. type thing. And it's like respectful things. Like his dad had slaves and like mm-hmm. enslaved human people. And he didn't think that that was a good thing to do. So, you know, there's like some good things to it. You're right. There's not really a whole lot of depth. But when they're together, they do feel very connected. But there's a large disconnect when she shows up under the mountain Mm -hmm. and it's almost like he won't even really look at her right and then she has to keep fighting and going through this Mm -hmm. and like basically dying every single time and he like won't even look at her it's it's very strange and i i think he's he's trying to not show amarantha his emotions right it just seems like a different person yeah this whole thing was a love story then it'd be like take me and leave her i'm pretty sure like if my lover showed up then i could at least have pleading eyes mm-hmm. or like, do you something, know, so- something or try to intervene in some way and he doesn't try at all no he doesn't he doesn't try to step in at all which is which is strange there's 400 pages in this book and i know nothing about anybody the book is called a court of thorns and roses because he's the spring court 
and his garden is full of roses. And there's that one part where she's like, why do you like I'm thorny all over? Mm -hmm. And I didn't catch that the first time. And this time I was like, oh, it's like saying the movie title. You know, whenever they say the movie title in a movie, Uh it always makes me so excited. And I was like, oh, I got my movie title moment. Right. Well, and I'm sure my husband thinks I'm thorny all over too because I don't shave when I'm supposed to. So we are the same. All right. What did you think about Recent? I didn't really think much about him, honestly. I thought he was kind of a little bitch. She said a couple of times that he was probably the most beautiful person she had ever seen in her life. Right. So I'm thinking like dark hair, dark skin, Mm -hmm. dark eyes, because he's night court and he wears all black. Complete opposite of Tamlin. Uh But then Tamlin's also like, like both of these guys are super hot to me. In your head. In my head, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, I'm very, very curious to watch this show, which is, it's going to be like 18 and 19-year-old little boys, and I'll be like, I cannot. Oh, I like, can't. you're a child. I right. need, like, I'm sorry, you're a child, not a man. Like, can we have Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. be, he would make the perfect Lucian. Oh, he would. Yeah. He's so funny. Yeah, so Reason's like, super hot, and I, I liked him because he seemed, whereas... Tamlin didn't really delve too much into anything. Reason actually kind of made himself vulnerable a couple times, and he was funny, and he would be, like, cunning. Like, you could Mm -hmm. tell, like, there was something he wasn't saying, and he was kind of playing the game. You know, like, he seemed like he had all this shit going on for a reason. Mm -hmm. And, like, with the paint on her. It was for multiple reasons, Mm -hmm. and it was kind of a genius idea. It was, but you really have to dig to get there. He was also very powerful and successful. He probably has, like, a really nice house. His house is probably, like, super modern. I would think it would probably, like, super modern. Like, very, like, Open windows. Yeah, like, mid-century modern a little bit. Yeah, yeah, like very crate and barrel. I saw one of the things on Etsy is that um, he's got so Tamlin can turn into like a wolf thing, mm-hmm. and Recent has wings, like almost like bat wings. Okay, he's bad bad. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the stickers online uh, that I should, probably should have gotten, but it said "Big Wingspan Energy." Ooh! <laughs> I was like, yeah. I want to like that. <laughs> Do you want to read more? Like, are you interested in knowing where the story goes? I think if I do, I need to make it soon. Otherwise, I'll completely forget everything that I've read. So we've already picked out our March books. But maybe we should make this like an April book. Because I keep telling you the second one's better. I tell everyone on Bookstore. Can we just read you chapter 55? No, we can read the second one. Because from what I've read, the second one, people like the second one more than they like this one. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if it has to do with the erotic nature of the second one mm-hmm. but i've heard a lot about the second one that the first one's just kind of like it's like the pilot episode yeah i just kind of, yeah. gotta get like some background uh-huh. before you like really delve into the story yeah i don't have a problem reading the second one to be honest with you i would give this book probably four stars okay and i think we've established before like if someone likes something who am i to say yeah you appreciate the writing and the story and everything and just because it's not for you doesn't mean it's not a good book right now there are something obviously i've spent this entire um six hours that we've talked talking about everything wrong that the book is but i think that the book is well written i would like some more character development maybe that's why there are so many because it's taken that long to develop characters i don't know i would give it four stars i can see why a lot of people like the book it's not my genre it has not turned me into a 
No, I generally don't. Like I said, I don't like the elves. I don't like the fairies type things. Like um, I told you a few months ago that we watched The Witcher. Mm-hmm. And to me, The Witcher was almost cringy because they had some of the elves with like mm-hmm. the pointy ears. Yeah. And like they're like, I, I, it's just not really my thing. It's just not my thing. There's something about mixing pointy ears with sex that's just not right with me. And why do elves always have to have the long hair in front of the ear also? Oh my God. Like, it's yes. Like long, like bohemian hair behind yes. the Just a piece in front yeah what is that it's just and i think <laughs> and it's always like white blonde and they're wearing like tunics and i maybe can we just have like an elf with like her hair and a high pony and a crop top right like some high-waisted right, jeans maybe like a sweatshirt i think we just came up with our halloween costume i think so <laughs> and like a starbucks cup right basic elves like <laughs> <laughs> put a, a, a lowercase s in front of it yes <laughs> basic selves basic selves <laughs> I don't know why they, I don't know. I think I feel that way because of like Disney and, you know, like you have Peter Pan and you have all the, all, you know, like these elf, well, he wasn't an elf, but he, he flew and he wore tunic. Elves to me are like, just not, it's not as sexy, a sexy thing. No, but there aren't any elves in this book. Not elves, fairies. Yeah. Fairies with pointy ears, even elves. I feel like elves would be like a good, like, why aren't there elves? I don't know. Maybe there are somewhere else. Um, I did read whenever I was doing my research for this book and like making sure I got everything right and trying to figure out more information. Then somebody, and I didn't write it down at the time. I think I saved the tab or kept the tab open and then I closed it out. Somebody said this was like three books smashed into one. It was The Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. So it was really weird that she said Katniss Everdeen mm-hmm. at the beginning. So it was like part like adventure, like dystopian novel with all the three trials. Right. And then it was like part romance and then it was part, like, fantasy. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's actually a really good description of this book. Because it did kind of, it had all of those elements. And they worked together really well. They like, did. She did a great job, like, putting them together. It was almost like a two-parter book. Like, the, the story could have ended in the middle, right mm-hmm. before she goes back. It would have almost felt complete. complete. Yeah. And then start over with the, with the trials. It's almost like two books kind of smashed together. But it worked really well. I mean... I liked it enough to read books twice and I don't read books twice. So, uh. <laughs> well, I do remember we were, I was like, let's read this book. And you're like, you're not going to like it. No, we're not reading because it. Because I know that how you are with the elves and things. Yeah. Especially fairies, uh, feasting elves. And then somebody else online said that the ending. Okay. If you watch Outlander or if you're watching Outlander, just skip ahead. A couple, couple <laughs> little steps. I just started watching Outlander because my neighbor recommended it. Remember? Still mm-hmm. watching it. Okay. So I'm reading about A Court of Thorns and Roses. And this bitch says, well, this has like a real Outlander feel because Feyre has to save Tamlin from the crazy Amarantha, just like Claire has to save Jamie from crazy Randall. And I was so fucking mad because how the fuck was I supposed to know that Outlander was going to get spoiled for me <laughs> from A Court of Thorns and Roses? Review. How did they know I was reading Outlander right now? I mean, watching Outlander. Right, like, yeah. They found It was so you. out of left field. Like, right. What are you doing? Like, thanks a lot. Uh, how does even this is? And this is my life. Right. <laughs> like, this I can't why I enjoy can't, anything. Thanks. I mean, it's kind of pretty much been happening the whole show. <laughs> Just expect it. <laughs> but it's aggravating. Also, there's this person that we follow on Instagram. Her name is at strikingbooks underscore lover. And she has called dibs on recent, like constantly. Like that is her 
book boyfriend. Okay. And she makes the funniest reels about how much she loves Reason, and she makes her husband be in them. Oh, God. And her husband, this dude, he's like the best sport ever. He needs a fucking trophy because he's like in, he's like in these reels with her. Like one of the reels she did was like her reading positions Mm -hmm. and she's like sitting on the couch next to him. And then she's like laying in his lap and then she's like stretching on the couch and like her feet are all in his face. And he's like, what the fuck? And then she's like curled up on the couch behind him, like knocking him over. (laughs) It cracks me up. She's always got the funniest things. And she had one the other day and she's like filming a reel. And then like in a caption, it says, uh, P.S. I spilled my white claw on the couch, but don't tell my husband. <laughs> <laughs> Is he like, he like wants to be in it? I mean, like reluctantly. It's uh, kind of like Jamie wanted to be on the podcast okay. with me. So, but he definitely does them with her and they're like the cutest couple. But she talks about recent like a lot. If you liked this book, definitely go follow her because she's funny. Well, I want to look, I want to see. Do you have anything else about A Court of Thorns and Roses? No. All right. I made it through, which is good. Okay. Well, I'm four stars with this one as well. I know I talk about it a lot, and like you would probably think that I would give it five stars, but that second book is probably my five star one. Okay. This one's like my four star. Well, then I'm going to read, I will read the second one then. Yeah, we'll put that in for April. Okay. And then a couple little book wrap up things. We won Circe by Madeline Miller. Mm, Okay. We got that one in. It was like as soon as we finished Song of Achilles, which I'm really far behind. On saying these, at Christine underscore reads underscore it underscore all sent us Cersei by Madeline Miller. Well, thank you. So I haven't read it yet, but I was so excited because it was like you come off Song of Achilles and like, you know, you're kind of left wanting a little bit more. Yeah. And just knowing that I had it there mm-hmm. is, I was just like, oh. Now you can read it. And then at clearly underscore and underscore introvert. Oh. Sent us The Starless Sea by Erin Morgenstern and... Anytime anyone asks me my favorite book, I usually say The Night Circus, mm-hmm. and it's by Erin Morgenstern. Oh, So this okay. is her. This is her next book. And I started reading it, and it ran out on my Libby app. The same story that I tell every single time that I start reading something and I don't finish is it ran out on my Libby app. Now, now we have that book, too, so I can't wait to read that one. You know what I can't wait for? What? Uh, April. For David Sedaris. <gasps> oh, Yes. yes! We had such a good time. I know. If you've listened to any of our episodes, you know that we talk about David Starris a lot. We talk about how we want to meet him. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens he's coming to LSU. So ah. he's going to do like a book reading and a book signing. It was like a gift specifically for us. Oh, yeah, it was. That, this is like a dream come true for me. I have loved David Sedaris for 20 years. You have because I read his book because I stole it from your room. Yes. It's just such. It just I've just loved him for so long. So I I know that that's going to be a good night because he is amazing and I cannot wait to listen to him. The fact that I might even get to like get him to sign a book. Oh no, he's definitely going to sign our books. It's like part of it. Is, I'm literally just going to throw it at him. Here. (laughs) And not even look at him because I'm not worthy to look at you because I can't. Just write something cool. My Um, name's Misty. (laughs) I know. I'm so excited too. And I've listened to some of his books like on audio because he reads them. Some authors don't do a great job. Remember I was saying The Glass Castle, mm-hmm. Jeanette Jenkins, Jeanette Jenkins? Walls. Jeanette, Wa- Jeanette Jenkins is a workout person on YouTube <laughs> that I sometimes use. Shout out to Jeanette. <laughs> I love Jeanette Jenkins, her celebrity trainer. <laughs> anyway, Jeanette Walls, she read her own book and she did, I didn't like how she did yeah. it. David Steris is like on perm. Everything, he, just so good. So I'm very, very, very excited for that. 
The last thing is that we actually held our first contest. We've won about, I don't know, what, do you, what would you say, 36 contests so far? Um, you tell me. Do you have like a spreadsheet going? I, actually, I do. <laughs> because I'm like, I need to keep track of this. I'm doing a bad job of like recognizing people. And I'm truly, we've won probably 10 or 15 contests. And every single time that we get it, we get a message saying mm-hmm. that we won something, I am overjoyed. It makes me so happy to win a book. But we had our first giveaway winner. Um, we did it with a Face Castle podcast. And we gave away a $25 Amazon gift card to At Words Reads. And it was it was fun. I thought yeah. it was going to be a lot harder and a lot more stressful. Which, and it's kind of like podcasting. You just have to do it. Mm-hmm. And then so. now it's like, we're having a giveaway all the time. Yeah. We're not, but... <laughs> Look, whenever we win the lottery, we will have a giveaway every time. Right. We will. But until then, we're not. We're like over the two-hour mark now. Great review. Subscribe. And we'll be back next time with We Are the Brennans by Tracy Lang. Yep. And you said it was it was pretty good. So it was really good. we're going to talk about it. Okay, bye. Bye. I said on the way over here, I wasn't going to say fuck a lot in this episode. This episode is brought to you by the word Scarface. Right. (laughs)